I think our clients are looking for a few things from us uh, during this time. The most prevalent being empathy and understanding. Uh, They want to know that we understand how their business works and that we understand how this pandemic is affecting their business and that we're going to be by their side to help them get through this. Welcome to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitary Legal. Digitary is a data analytics and cost management platform and service, bringing data-driven pricing and cost prediction to law. My name is Aurelia Spivey, and I will be your host as we speak to leaders who are making an impact in legal pricing, discuss market trends, and find out from them why pricing matters. Welcome to the Pricing Matters podcast. My guest today is Mike Milazzo. He is Kelly Dry's Director of Strategic Pricing. Welcome, Mike. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And I I think it's, it's always important to start with that question right now. I'm doing fine. I'm very lucky uh, here in California, uh, me and my family safe and sound, and um, you know, just trying like everyone to uh, keep going, and obviously missing the human contact. But it's great to be able to speak yeah. to you today. How well, are you? you. <laughs> uh, we're we're doing okay. Um, my wife and I are wrapping up week six of remote working, mm-hmm. um, so by now we have a pretty good routine set. Uh, the f- most difficult part probably is when we both have conference calls at the same time and finding our own personal space. Um, but other than that, we're doing pretty okay. Um, she's actually in her seventh month of pregnancy. Oh, congratulations. So, um, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy she doesn't have to commute anymore. Um, and I'm happy that I don't have to commute anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's nice because we've picked up probably about an hour and a half in our day so that we can, you know, go for nice long walks around the neighborhood and eat dinner at a normal hour. So we're making the best of uh, what everyone's struggling through. Oh, well, that's good to hear. And um, I'm glad you're all doing well. What I always find, it's very helpful for our listeners to hear about your background. So I always say, you know, tell us more about your pricing journey. Sure. Um, I started in pricing in 2008 at a technology company, uh, we were doing business-to-business sales and leasing uh, copy machines, printers, scanners, fax machines uh, back then. Um, so pricing was very exact. We knew what our costs were down to a T. Even, we would even price out the price of one staple for a copy machine, and that was 0.00056 cents for that one staple. Um, so analysis was very clear. Profitability was very direct, um, but there really was no pricing strategy, so to speak. Uh, the company I was at, we had a mandate to gain market share. So that is terror for a finance person because the salespeople would do anything they had to do to win business, no matter what the profitability analysis said or was. Um, and that was champion. So we would do analysis and it would kind of go by the wayside. So that was a little bit of a struggle. Um, I received the opportunity to work in legal uh, in 2011. And I was pretty intrigued from the start. To go from a world where 
you were pricing physical products and everything was so exact to the legal world where you're pricing a service, someone's mental capacity, their legal acumen, and data is unclear to put it best. Uh, that seemed like a great challenge to me. And nine years later, it is still interesting every day. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, as you were talking about, you know, the exact price of a stapler, I was wondering, wow, this is going to have been a very interesting transition into the world of legal pricing where, you know, um, matters can cost up to anything. But it seems to me, you know, from reading your bio, um, and talking with you, you really took that sort of uh, data piece into your role. And, um, you know, data analytics seems to play a key role in the pricing strategy that you've brought to your firm. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about data and, you know, how you're leveraging data at your firm to increase that precision around pricing. Um, as we say, it's a, it's a very uh, different world. It is. Um, we look at data in a number of different ways and a number of different levels um, in order to guide our pricing strategy. Um, so my team has spent years compiling a database of historic matters that we can use as benchmarks to quote future work. Uh, our database typically breaks down matters on the task level. So we get completely granular, look at time entries, look at narratives to see what work was actually being done. Um, so we get a full sense of the resources that we're going to need to complete each task. Uh, we also try to capture qualitative data to give context to the numbers, such as how confrontational our adversaries were, uh, what court or judge presided over the case, um, as those sorts of things can be influential in terms of the level of activity. We, we then take that benchmark data along with the scope of work that the attorney anticipates occurring to create a task list or the beginnings of a budget um, so we can get a sense of who will be doing the work and how long they'll be engaged. Once we have a sense of our inputs, then the fun really starts in creating a pricing strategy. And we'll look at a number of different data points to establish such strategy. Uh, we'll look at who we think our competition is, if this is a pitch or RFP request. We'll um, look at the demand of our attorneys doing the work to see if they're fully leveraged or not. We'll determine their expertise in the area, um, our, for lack of a better word, desire to work with that client. Mm -hmm. A lot of different factors that will give us what I call the firm's price. And then hopefully that meshes well with what the market bears and what our client's expectations of the price would be. That is super helpful. Now, um, you make it sound very simple. So I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know I a wish. little bit... <laughs> You know, was, what are your greatest challenges in, in terms of, of the data? I'd love to know that and, you know, what you've learned that you can share with our listeners. The data is only as good as the person who entered it originally. So sometimes we're looking at time entries that were written back in 2010. So we have 5R database actually goes back to 1995. Um, so the quality of our data is not always the best. Um, and we don't have a system in place currently, even after me being at the firm for nine years and trying to implement an easy system, which there really is none that we've found, to just categorize the type of engagements we're working on in the first place. We don't have a system where we can type in 
TCPA class action and get a list of all the TCPA class actions that we've worked on. It's a lot of time speaking with practice groups, speaking with partners and trying to develop a system where we can quickly identify engagements in the system so that we can leverage them moving forward. And then once we have our data, um, sometimes it's a little bit of a selling job to the partner saying, no, this is actually the time that you spend, or these are the actual inputs that went on with the engagement. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of our partners are accustomed to the work that they do and the work that they, their associates do, but sometimes they lose track of all the effort needed to run a case successfully. So having that conversation, sometimes the sticker shock saying that this is the actual cost inputs from the work that we did is a little bit of a struggle. I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of those conversations. <laughs> um, do you have any, you know, any top tips? Because I'm pretty sure you're, you're not the only one having them. You know, just a few ways to navigate that conversation that you've found to be successful. The, the, the strongest case you can make is having more data. Mm. So if you say to a partner, well, this one matter that you worked on last year went this way, they'll come up with 10 different reasons as to why that was an abnormality. Well, this is not going to happen again, and we worked too hard, and the associate was new, so they worked too much, and they'll come up with a lot of different excuses. But if you could establish a pattern of 10 cases that all flowed the same way, or at least show where they went differently, so you have possibilities, and say, it may go down the expeditious path that you think is going to go down, but here's what else may happen. The more data that you can leverage, the stronger your argument can be. Absolutely. We couldn't agree more <laughs> on that point. It, it makes sense because it's, it's, much, it's easy to argue one case, but it's much harder to argue against a pattern of behavior. And it's easier to you know, start changing that if you, if you can actually track that pattern. So I'm going to switch a little bit to, um, you know, talking about, I loved, you know, your elements of the pricing strategy and, you know, I love the, the, the term, you know, giving us the firm's price. So I'd love to know, you know, what are your, what are the elements of the most successful pricing arrangements that you've put in place? Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. For me, there really is only one element to a successful pricing arrangement, and that is to meet the client's need, whatever that may be. Uh, the problem is, as we all know, that the client isn't usually going to tell you straight out what their needs are. Some do, and they're great, but sometimes you have to sift through the weeds to figure out what is their true need. Uh, we read a lot of industry articles, or sometimes we hear straight from the clients that they're interested in alternate fee arrangements or fixed fees in order to save money. Uh, while that's true that you can save money sometimes with fixed fees, it's not a direct correlation between the two. Sometimes you may have a cost savings if you went with an hourly pricing arrangement. Um, the question to me is, what is your real need? It, it could be to save money. It could be to better manage your, cost, your cash flow. It could be to lower your risk threshold. It could be just to simplify the billing process. It could be a combination of those things. Um, so when we know the answer to that question, then we can create a successful pricing arrangement that will deliver that need to the client. Um, and as pricing professionals, we're going to make sure that it's also beneficial to the firm too. 
Absolutely. And, you know, you makes me think about, um, you mentioned, you know, some clients are really good at understanding, knowing, identifying their needs. What do you do with the clients where that's a bit more of a struggle? Do you have any specific questions you ask or how do you get them to dig deeper into their, into their need? Uh, for me, the easiest way is to show them a couple of options. If we're not sure what the client's need is, we'll propose a number of different solutions to them and you'll see them quickly gravitate to one inherently based upon what their true need is. Um, so it's a simple menu of A, B, C, and D. We could do it this way with the hourly arrangement with a discount, or we can guarantee a price and do it this way. So if you give them options, uh, that will, one, engage them in conversation, and two, you'll quickly see which route they gravitate towards, and, and that will give you a good sign. Excellent. It's good to present some solutions. Um, and so what I wanted to talk about, you know, you sort of alluded to, you know, some of the you know, processes you have um, in terms of your sort of data analytics and um, scoping. So I'd love to know, you know, what role does technology and process management play in making your team successful? Yeah, uh, as a department, our goal is to share data, whether it's through a budget or through matter accruals or a profitability analysis. Uh, our goal is to show data with 100% accuracy, complete transparency, and probably to some, most importantly, as quickly as possible. Um, everyone wants information now. <laughs> and that's what technology and process management tools do for us. It allows us to take our treasure trove of data, which is massive, and pick out the data that we want to share and disseminate it rather quickly. Uh, we use a variety of tools from our data analysis and budgeting programs to a business intelligence platform to give our partners quick hits of data. We don't want to overwhelm them with a lot. We just want to give them what's printed to them, whether it's a weekly budget update via email or a little bit more complex breakdown of client profitability or any ad hoc requests that they may have. We want to answer their questions directly and as quickly as possible. We don't have a process to answer their question directly. Our tools allow us to identify it and run it pretty quickly. Aside from tools that allow us to do our job better, I found that working remotely has encouraged, uh, I won't say forced, but encouraged <laughs> us <laughs> to look at tools to help us communicate better as a team. Um, and over the last few weeks, uh, we have started using applications like Microsoft Teams and Planner to help us organize ourselves and share information a little bit more easily. And some might say in a little bit more of a modern fashion, since we can't go to each other's desks and talk out problems and, and whatnot. Thank you for sharing it. And I think um, you bring me very nicely onto, you know, to the next part of our conversation is, you know, we can't really ignore the, the situation that we're in. And I'd love to talk about pricing in the next normal um, is what I'm calling it. Um, and, you know, let's dig in a little in terms of, you know, what you're seeing and, you know, what you think clients are expecting from their firms during this time of crisis? I think our clients are looking for a few things from us uh, during this time. The most prevalent being empathy and understanding. Uh, they want to know that we understand how their business works 
and that we understand how this pandemic is affecting their business and that we're going to be by their side to help them get through this. Uh, it may require us to be more lax in payment terms. It may require us to provide counsel with no strings attached. Uh, I think our, attorney, our attorneys have to check in, um, have human conversations, and are empathetic and truly foster a symbiotic relationship, which unfortunately means hurting when their clients are hurting, um, not only benefiting when they benefit. And being there now will mm-hmm. reap benefits and dividends, you know, a year, a year and a half, whenever we get through this struggle. Yeah, thank you. I think empathy is is our greatest tool in this time. I couldn't agree more. Um, and so coming, you know, sort of taking it back to your team, you know, and, you know, the type of work that you're all doing, you know, what do you think are some of the greatest challenges for pricing professionals during this, this crisis? And, you know, you mentioned uh, some of thing in terms of communication. Um, so I'd love to know, you know, what you think the challenges are and how, how your team is overcoming. Uh, the biggest struggle for us is the uptick in the volume of work that we've been receiving, which I'd probably say is typical in a downturn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pricing industry, so to speak, was formed out of the crisis in 2008. So it shouldn't be a surprise that at this time, the clients have a tighter eye on expenses, which means more work for us, creating budgets, monitoring spends, creating alternative solutions to help them in their time of need. Um, ironically, I think during this pandemic, pricing departments have a real opportunity to take large strides and show how they can add value, cementing their role in the client relationship as an integral member and showing our true value. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so talking about value, <laughs> it's a, um, a somewhat ambiguous concept and we're always trying to define it but you know I'd love to know from you any predictions you have on how that concept of value is is going to evolve as we move through this uh, pandemic. Right yeah I think each client is going to value or define value differently and it's important for us to segment our clients and not paint all of them with a broad brush. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're lucky enough to have Netflix and Amazon as your clients, they're going to value different things right now, as opposed to if you have clients in the retail industry or medical industry. Um, For those clients who are in more non-essential industries, I think there's going to be a major shift and they'll find value that can help them find value in the firms that can help them anticipate what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Whether that'll be helping clients with transition as employees start coming back to work, and safety dynamics may change um, or increased litigation that may occur post-crisis, things of that nature. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And um, this is the Pricing Matters podcast, so I always <laughs> like to ask this question. Um, so, Mike, why does pricing matter to you? In our firm, like most firms, do a lot of great things. Um, Our environmental team fights to make sure that our soil and water are free of contaminants. We have partners and associates working um, on the U.S. border, helping refugees claim asylum and representing them through all the processes that they have to go through at the National Immigration Justice Center. Um, So just to be a small cog in that wheel, 
and being able to help partners run their business so they can focus on what they do best, which is practicing um, law and doing all the things that help their clients and in turn help our society. Just being a part of that, I think, makes it all worthwhile for me. Oh, thank you. That's a really great answer. Well, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. Um, there's some really great fun. insights for our, for our listeners. So thank you for joining me. Thank you thank for you. listening to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitory Legal. To find out more about our guests, please visit our podcast page at digitorylegal forward slash pricing matters. If you have any feedback or any guests that you think we should feature, please reach out to me at Aurelia at digitorylegal.com. Thank you for listening. See you next time.